Welcome to Help You Help Me, the podcast where I ask you, the listener, for advice on my everyday life. And in return, I'll give you some advice on yours. That's if you have any questions for me. My name is Eddie. The podcast email is helpyouhelpmepod at gmail.com. That's helpyouhelpmepod at gmail.com. Uh, it's uh, H-Y-H-M underscore pod on Twitter, and it is Help You Help Me podcast across all the other socials and whatnot. So, um, so sorry about there not being a show. Um, the last couple of weeks, I was um, living life. Uh, see, the podcast is not um, my job, unfortunately. As much as I would like it to be, it is... Um, something that I do, um, as a way of expression, um, and, uh, bringing attention and light to things in our communities and, you know, also trying to figure out, um, you know, my life and the things that I need to, you know, and the things that I need to do to grow as a human being and, and as an adult, That is the purpose of the podcast, but none of those things require that I fill out out a W-2. So uh, it is not my job, and my job requires um, uh, quite a bit of me sometimes, and sometimes I have to, you know, know, work overtime, do all that sort of thing. And I think we're getting to a place of, you know, being a little less chaotic, so... The podcast should be more or less on time from here on out or for the foreseeable future. So, again, thank you for listening. Um, And I will um, do my best to um, get some guests on the podcast as well. These these things are being worked out. So... um, What can you expect from this show? This show is going to... okay. Tell you what you can't expect from this show. What you cannot expect from this show is that I'd listen to Solange's album like I said I would. So sorry. That's less to do with me uh, than it has to do with title not wanting my money for some reason. So um, I will figure out a way to listen to it. I don't even know if I'll review it at this point. It's been out for over a month, so or almost a month. But um, everything that I've read about it sounds like it's amazing and everybody that I've heard talk about it um, gives it glowing reviews and I'm sure I will too so um, outside of that (laughs) um, I listened to some podcasts I'll talk about and hear me out and I talk in an oh sorry if any of you um, saw my Instagram uh, post you know I saw us this uh, weekend so i will be uh discussing us along with other things that are television related uh and watch this section and also i'm just gonna pretty much throw a dart at the news and cuss somebody out based on that and and i don't know her so up first are some yahoo's answers questions answers questions and whatnot um that foolishness is coming after I grab some refreshments and some herbals. We'll be back. Oh, hi. Here's your uh, Yahoo's answers, questions, answers. Um, and there's some uh, kind of messy ones. 
you guys are you guys are having a hard time. Um, first question: Is it wrong for me to ask my boyfriend to consider me when choosing a career? Hi. So my boyfriend and I have been dating for around six months now, but we have been close friends for over a year. He does not know what he wants to do for a career, but he seems to be moving toward a cop, being a cop. I, however, am ambivalent about this. I am worried. I worry about the danger, the time away from home, the freaky schedules, and the stress that it will uh, put on him. I am also worried about starting a family when we are older. We both have discussed marriage and having kids later, but... I'm worried about how we will have a strong family relationship, which I've always dreamed of if he gets gone all the time. I know this is feasible, but I still worry. Is it wrong of me to ask him to consider me and my desires when choosing a career? He is a police cadet right now, so he is not it is not guaranteed that he will be a cop. And he is not exactly sure what that it is where he will end up. So is it wrong? Uh, is it wrong to ask him of this? Ask him if ask him of this. Wow. Sorry that we, the end of that sentence was weird. So. Um, yeah, it's wrong of you to ask a person that you've only known for a year. And that you've only been dating for six months of that year that you've known them um, to make a completely important life decision based on a future that you guys probably will not have. And maybe you will, but you probably won't. So why? Like, I mean, you can ask him. It's hella selfish. Like, it's a super selfish question for you to ask. But um, you can ask him. You can do whatever you want to do. I just don't think it's the right question to ask uh, after, you know, you've only known the guy for a year. If this is something that he's been planning on doing and has been a part of his professional path for, you know, however long, you come into the picture a year ago, and, you know, sucking his dick six months ago doesn't give you the carte blanche to uh, tell him anything about his fucking job, bitch. No, you you are being uh, a weird, creepy bitch. You don't have the right to you don't you don't have the right to to ask him, to be honest. It's what you want, and I get it. You're in love with the guy. You want him to stay safe, and you, you know, are talking about getting married for some reason. Um, you didn't say how old you guys were. I'm gonna. This sounds like some. That sounds like some young chick stuff. I, 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 I. You're not entitled to his life <laughs> in that way. I don't care if you are dating and I don't care if you have been dating for six months. Like you're not entitled to his life in that way. If you don't want him to be a uh, police officer, fine. You need to figure out something that um, he can do for work. That's going to be fulfilling for him. 
and you maybe sit down and talk with him about that. But like, other than that, you can't just ask him to not like do the thing that he's like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like if, if he went to the Academy, that shit is not easy. The Academy is not fucking easy, dude. Like you can't just be like, Oh, I know you did all that training. I know you're a cadet. I know this is important to you, obviously, uh, but don't do it because my feelings. Bye. You know, that's that's hell selfish. So, yeah, you're wrong. Don't you, If you're thinking about asking him, don't do it. If you've already asked him, shame on you. Next question. Will he ever have sex with me? I am a female and I've been giving this guy blowjobs for the last six months. 16 of them. He never tries to initiate a makeout, sex, or anything. We've been talking, in, in quotes, um, for 11 months. I love him. Oh, no. Oh, no, bitch. You don't love him. Um, I don't want to force him to do anything he doesn't want to do. But every time I try to bring it up, he shuts down. What should I do? Do I walk away? Do I give him more time um <clears throat> i really hope you aren't the 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 young person from before because that that person was with their boyfriend for six months as well um wow well you got a winner dude i would say that if you are like and six months should be the time that y'all are just fucking up a storm like Sex City, Bonerville, like Torkin Island, like Torkin Island dressing. I, I I don't know. Like this is when y'all should be fucking. And and if he's not really and like he, you're just a, you're not his girlfriend. You might love him. You're not his girlfriend. Um, he might be your boyfriend, but you are not his girlfriend. And I think that's what it comes down to. It's like, he's getting pussy somewhere else or, or there are guys who don't like that don't like to penetrate. So, I mean, you can try to, you can try to sit down and have a very serious conversation with him. Um, this is your sex life, bro. And it sucks when it sucks. And it sucks to be on like the receiving end of like, oh, I'm sorry to uh it doesn't actually suck to be on the receiving end <laughs> it sucks to be on the giving end are the giving end it sucks right i don't know whatever dude listen get out of there this dude sucks he's trash he's just gonna fucking ruin your sex life um he's enjoying his but he's gonna ruin yours so if i were you i would um tell that motherfucker to kick rocks with both feet Next question. Adult granddaughter living with grand, living with grandmother does bear minimum as far as responsibilities, right or wrong. Adult granddaughter lives rent-free. The agreement was she uh, would food shop weekly, take out the trash and recycling, and prepare her grandmother's medication. She does this. She's done this one time. Oh, sorry. She does. She is to do this on time always. Wow. This, this is kind of written as if it's a personal ad, and I think that this person doesn't understand how Yahoo's questions works, or Yahoo's answers works, but whatever. Um, the grandmother asked additional things, uh, asked for additional things, 
such as having uh, her laundry done or help with cleaning, uh, help with putting away f- food, and sometimes the grandmother asks for pizza. Sometimes she'll ask her to run to the food store, not the, not any other kind of store. Uh, more than once per week, per the agreement. Granddaughter typically says no, stating that isn't her responsibility, and the grandmother tends to ask for more and more when people do things for her. The granddaughter makes it clear it is she is not a caregiver. Is the granddaughter ungrateful for living, uh, uh, grateful for the free living situation, or is she in the right as she is keeping her end of the agreement? Or whatever. So that was it. That was hard. So um, all y'all are a mess. How about that? No, I mean, okay. So I'm going to ask how young this girl is, and you're not going to answer because you can't hear me. But um, if let's play some scenario scenarios out in our heads. Let's say that this is a younger person who, um, for whatever reason, is not living at home with her parents. Her parents are passed away, has have passed away, or live in another country, or whatever the case may be. This is a very young girl. I think that it would be difficult for lots of people to focus a younger, a younger. Uh, girl to um help with such big responsibilities um and, but i don't think they would have felt i don't think they would have brought it rent if it was a younger girl because she wouldn't have paid rent anyway and so that scenario doesn't make any sense let's say that it is a, a teenage girl um 13 to 16 um I think it's unreasonable to ask a uh, person who is, you know, junior high, high school age and are preparing for uh, college and, you know, with all that workload to do so much work that is essentially caregiving work for another person and having to like focus on all of the things that a teenager needs to focus on. Now teenagers can have jobs and can go out and make money and pay rent. So her living there would have shored her up from having to go look for a job because she wouldn't have had to job the time for the job. She would have had to, you know, take care of her grandmother. However, I doubt that a family would, um, try to pull focus from a young person's studies that way um, in order to take care of a grandmother as if there is not any other aunts or uncles or uh, the you know granddaughters aunts or uncles are uh, uh, that can come in and take care of a grandmother so in this scenario I'm going to uh, assume that this is a grown-ass woman who otherwise could not get her shit together. Maybe she just got out of jail. Uh, or maybe she just can't get her fucking shit together. And she can't hold on a job. 
and she can't keep an apartment. And so somebody in her family said, hey, girl, listen, um, you are out here and you don't need to be out here because your grandmother needs some help. So to try to get you, help you get back on your feet, um, I want to, uh, you know, offer you an opportunity to come and help take, take care of grandma, take it to the store, uh, go food shopping once a week or twice a week or whenever she needs it. Um, you know, this is the woman who gave birth to the woman who gave birth to you, bitch. So, uh, the answer is yes. And then when you get back on your feet, you can do you, you can do you, you can do you. And this bitch is not doing what she has to do for her grandmother. Kick her out. Fuck that. What, like, what other discussion needs to be had? Like, you're going to have a discussion. You're going to try to have a rational discussion with the person who um, is, like, you know, seems pretty ungrateful and that they're, like, almost as I can, like, kind of see it in my head, the arguments and the eye rolling and the, you know, oh, I'll, she wants so much stuff. And every time she's asked for more stuff, God. Like, I can see that being a thing and, um, you know, uh, kick her the fuck out. Was that the question? It was a question whether or not you should kick her out because the answer is, is that you should kick her out. Like, I, I, she, she isn't keeping up with her end of the agreement and it doesn't seem like a very hard agreement. And from, you know, and, and I'm only hearing this from one, I'm seeing this from one perspective. Um, it, but it, it, come on. If you're giving her a chance and giving her a leg up and she's not taking advantage of the opportunity to be better, um, then she's, she's got to go. I don't see what the, I don't see what the problem is. Kick her out. Next question. Uh, am I obligated to take care of my ex-wife's special needs brother after she left me? Um, no, you know, not really. No, financially, no, um, human, human decency, um, dictates that you, you, you should, um, I mean, taking a person, any person, uh, forcefully from a home that they've grown to know and feel safe in, um, sucks. And, um, if, you know, your ex-wife's brother has, um, you know, made a home um, with you and, and presumably her before, but has bonded to you, um, then I, I think it's your responsibility to continue to take care of him until there's a better option, until someone else in the family comes and steps in or and, until you're you know, able to find, you know, good care for him. But yeah, like, I, I mean, just do your best to be his best option for now. Um, and, you know, I don't know. All right. I'm going to read like a couple more questions. I came out to my friend <laughs> while drunk. What do I do? Okay, so this past weekend. Um, okay, so it was this past weekend, but what happened was a couple of friends and I got drunk and I had already come out to one of my friends that was there. 
but I was not ready to be out yet. And then she randomly brought it up. She was like, I'm such a good friend. I still capture a secret. And I was like, yeah, I know. Knowing exactly what she meant. And then she was like, you're going to tell them. And I was like, uh, I don't know. You tell them. And then she said, I don't know. It's not a secret to tell. And I was like, well, I can't say it. And then she told everyone. And from what I can remember, everyone was so nice about it, but sort of ignored it and didn't really make a big deal out of it. I'm really not sure what to do. And now I don't know whether to bring it up or if they remember or took it seriously because we were all at least tipsy, if not drunk. But yeah, I don't know what to do now. Um, so uh, uh, let it let let it let it live. Listen, you can assume that if not most, some people from that party remember you coming out. It is not now your responsibility to remind everyone at that party that you're gay all the time, first of all. Second of all, um, we've come a long way that it is not a big deal. Like... <laughs> The people who treated it like it wasn't a big deal while they were drunk are probably still going to treat it like it's not a big deal when they're sober. So, hey, you are living in a generation and a time and and you're of a generation that does not have to deal with everybody freaking out that you're gay and, you know, wanting to put you through electric shock therapy and fucking, um, you know, deprogramming you and shit like that, dude. Like you're living in a like fucking accepting and healthy and, uh, you know, ecosystem where nobody gives a shit that you're gay. Rejoice. Don't be worried about this. This is fucking awesome. I wish that that was the time that everybody got to live in. But you live in that time now. We're almost there. Anyway, um, I don't think it's something that you have to keep bringing up. People know you're gay. You're cool. You're out of the closet. You know, <clears throat> maybe try to organize something during Pride Month or whenever the you know Pride parades it Pride parades are in your town, um, and um, you know just do that. Do that. That doesn't change who you are. You're you're still the person you've always been. Um, you identify a certain way, but it is not your identity. Just remember that. And, um, you know, stay cute, I guess. I don't know. Fuck it. Do you. Anyway, um, that is all the Yahoo's answers, questions, answers. I'm going to... Um, Take a break, and I'll be back. This is Watch This. So I saw us, and <laughs> let me tell you something. Jordan Peele, uh, sir, the, thank you from the bottom of the heart of a horror movie uh, fan. And wow, I, I've it's been a really long time since I've seen such an uh, like visually striking and like affecting horror movie that way. 
I mean, probably since Get Out, to be honest, but Get, Get Out to me um, was um, much more about its message in a lot of ways. Um, and, it's, uh, in, in some instances, a little heavy, heavy handedly so, but not very many of them. And I, and I feel like, um, in, in us, um, Jordan Peele, um, improved upon all of the things in, um, in, in Get Out, um, such as in up to in, in continuity. Now, if you've seen Get Out more than a few times, you you know notice a few continuity errors in it, and there were certain moments in us that I just noticed the continuity from scene to scene, and I was just like, "Wow!" I mean, I'm trying not to pick the movie apart; like I'm trying to watch it and be in the and be in the moment of it. And you know, analyze it afterwards. But there was, you know, some things like the my filmmaker brain was noticing just how spot on the continuity was in this movie. Um, but it was um, outside of that. Um, the, the story is so bizarre and creepy, and 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 amazingly told and acted, and um, all of the actors in the movie. Um, like were amazing Winston Duke and Lupita Nyong'o of course um uh playing uh, the parents and Lupita Nyong'o I I'll be honest I haven't seen a lot of things that she's been in like I I, I saw some of 12 Years a Slave which is what she's most known for cuz she won an academy award for it and um you know of course I saw her the CGI version of herself in the Star Wars movies. But um this was my first time really kind of like uh watching her in a, a, a leading role and and kind of um enjoying her performance. The the duality in the performance and the nuances in each performance are amazing. Like you I mean good God, like each actor had to play two roles in this movie and the cast isn't the main cast wasn't ginormous, and so you know that feat might not have been as um, might have been more difficult with more of a cast. But like uh, the cast that they did have, like were extremely affecting. Uh, Elizabeth Moss, geez, Louise, her 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 tethered shadow was unhinged and amazing, and had like this moment where there's a silent scream and that like that's that, that was crazy and affecting um there's uh uh Tim Heidecker from uh, Tim and Eric um wow he, like he he was you know surprisingly good and not goofy in this movie so i i enjoyed it i enjoyed each performance um and there's a, a couple of very you know Kubrickian, Hitchcockian elements in this movie, as as well as you know um, influences from you know uh, Funny Games and Last House on the Left, and um, you know um, he cited a bunch of different movies that were influences on this movie, and um, but it's something completely its own and, and an amazing kind of concept, and I hope that the concept gets, you know, revisited somewhere down the line. 
but the way that the movie ends seems kind of finite. But um, go see us. It's an amazing movie. Jordan Peele has done it again, again. I don't want to get too much into the movie or spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it yet. But um, don't you know? Read synopses and endings explained and all that stuff. Just go see the movie and then you know jump into your YouTube hole of what uh, uh, the meaning of us and your think pieces. There was a great think piece uh, on the root um, called uh, "My Think Piece about Think Pieces about Us." It is by Michael Harriet. Um, so you should go read that on the route. Anyway, this is us, not us. <laughs> Just this is us. Um, so Randall and uh, Beth uh, have been going through it. Uh, we know this. There was a little bit of a foreshadowing to. Um, you know, what happens uh, later on down the line and the season finale last season. And now we're kind of seeing that um, contention between Beth and Randall come to a head. And uh, there is a scene where Randall uh, gets way out of pocket with his wife and uh, sends her this really terrible voicemail um, because uh, he thought she wasn't going to show up to an event that he, she had committed to. And then she shows up, and you know her phone died, and the traffic was bad, and all the things. L- logical excuses, and um, unbeknownst to Randall, she has already checked that voicemail. And um, when they get home, she says, you're sleeping on the couch. He comes upstairs. The door shuts. And this week's episode, we'll see what happens. Also, in this episode, um, Toby's afraid of Jack. Jack the baby, not Jack the, not Jack the dad. But um, he, because he's little, he's premature, and he has tubes and stuff coming out of him, and he just wants to be a uh, he wants to be a good dad. But you know, oh poor Toby, poor guy. Um, you know, Kevin's a liar. He wants kids, but he's telling his girlfriend he doesn't because he wanted to uh, break her heart because he is uh, an emotional dumpster fire. Um, American Housewife. Hmm. American Housewife was pretty funny this week, but I kind of forgot what it was about. Oh, Taylor wants to... Uh, go audition for American Idol instead of going to college. And, um, you know, they try to crush her dream so that she sees no other alternative but to go to college. And then she says, hey, I'm going to go to college for music. How about that? Middle fingers. I loved it. Um, I remember what else I watched this week. I watched um, some of Shrill. Nope, I watched the first episode of Shrill. Um, the, it's a show starring A.D. Bryant. It's a Hulu exclusive. It is, uh, in the first episode, um, her character um, is, you know, trying to become a writer. She works at a uh, newspaper or some sort of news organization. And she's trying to become a writer, and she wants to um, have a feature story. And, uh, you know, how it is, they, you know, bosses 
kind of a jerk. John Cameron Mitchell plays her boss, so <laughs> that's fun to watch. Um, and um, Luca Jones plays her uh, ain't shit boyfriend, or not boyfriend, uh, who um, likes likes the raw dog and so got her pregnant. Then she um, realizes that after taking a morning after pill that uh, women over a certain weight, um, the morning pill or morning after pill doesn't work for them. So that's what she wants her story to be about. And it's, it, and, and she, you know, ends up, you know, making the decision to get an abortion, which is a very bold move, I think, for a television show, especially the first episode. And especially showing, you know, abortion kind of in a way that was not like taking power away from women or taking, like she wasn't like sexually assaulted or anything like that. Um, and it, it was more so of I'm taking charge of my body and my life and not just, you know, giving men, um, you know, my body because they think they deserve it, but I want to find some boy who is, you know, worthy of me. And so she comes up with that re- resolute that that revelation in the in the show, and it's extremely empowerful, extremely empowering, um, and a powerful message. And if you haven't seen Shrill, watch Shrill. It's um, on uh, Hulu. There's an extremely um, um, beautiful relationship between she and her parents as well. So watch that. Um, and, I, and I'm still I'm almost at the end of how I met your mother. I'm almost at, I'm almost there. Um, I, I might finish it actually today. I think I literally had like four or five episodes left. Um, and star. Wow. Jeez Louise. Okay. So star is in jail. She's going to be in jail. Uh, cause she attacked the aunt of the boyfriend who beat the shit out of her in the first season uh, after that aunt uh, got revenge on Star by killing her father because her father killed the mother of the boyfriend who beat the shit out of Star. Anyway, so the woman comes to, um, you know, the maternity ward where Star has just had a baby and is standing over her baby. Star then proceeds to beat the dog shit out of this woman and then is arrested. I cannot figure out who writing the show would have us believe that a woman in the maternity ward who beat the shit out of a woman who she doesn't know, who's standing over her baby, would be charged with assault and sent to jail for four months. That makes no sense to me. But, um, because you have to get like, wristbands and shit to get into like maternity wars. So this woman clearly broke in and it's a hospital security's fault, not star's fault for protecting her child. So I, um, you know, I, yeah, maybe I'm, uh, out of the loop of how the legal system works, but I think that she would have probably gotten away with beating the shit out of this lady. Um, cause I mean, come on, let's be reasonable here. <laughs> And uh, AP Bio. I still have two episodes of AP Bio to watch, but I watched the first episode of the new season. Uh, it is uh, still ridiculous, uh, still still pretty funny. Um, Glenn Harold Howerton is just as you know hilarious and derelict as he was in the first season, and and and, and also. I will say that it is a different dimension of derelict. It's not Dennis Reynolds at all, you know. 
Uh, it's it's um, it's a really good performance. It's one note, but it is a good performance, um, and it's one of my favorite shows. It's hilarious, but still, I cannot wait until um, the Good Place comes back. So that's going to be fun. So also, we're just going to uh, swing right over into Hear Me Out. Because I didn't listen to much music other than like, you know, a few, um, you know, Pandora playlists, definitely um, my Anita Baker playlist. Um, And uh, my Jay-Z playlist, a bunch of like 90s pop playlists, like, you know, I get my get my uh, 90s boy band fix through that station. Um, so, but um, I've listened to a, um, you know, I'd listen to podcasts um, a lot. So I listened to a podcast that is also an anchor podcast called Sterling's Podcast. Um, I, I, I gravitate towards uh, uh, stories and point of views from uh, other queer black men because, you know, they're my uh, people and demographic, I guess, or I'm their demographic. But I, I, I am always interested in shared experiences and, and, and alliances with people who are, um, you know, uh, queer people of color as well. It's just nice to know that you're not the only person around and <laughs> that there is a um you know support from the community of people who look like you and who um have pretty similar experiences in life and even though um sterling is younger than me uh, our the story of being queer and black is can mirror other stories of being queer and black um not to say that like every black queer person's experience is exactly the same but um i i i'm I think it's fair to say that they are similar in some ways. So uh, just hearing, you know, kind of his coming out story and in and, 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 and this um, episode, I think it's called what's uh, um, what, growing up gay. I think it was called. Um, so I, I like listening to a stories podcast doesn't tend to be very long. looks like it, most of his episodes are, you know, 30 minutes or so, 30, 45 minutes. So listen to Sterling's podcast. It's a great show. Also, as uh, as always, Jaden XD's latest episode was an episode of Breakfast Songs. It's songs whose theme is um, shrouded in breakfasty things. Um, and the Fuck Work But I'm A Go finale. I listen to that. So those are the things that I listen to. And I'm going to take a quick quick break, uh, figure out who I'm going to cuss out, and I'll be back with I Don't Know Her. All right, so no lie. Um, I mean, I don't really have anybody to curse out this week. Oh, I do. All of you toenail-biting motherfuckers out there who had it in your head that Jesse Smollett was guilty... Um, homeboy's been exonerated and is uh, going to have his uh, record expunged. And they don't just do that for any average black dude. So it turns out that what had happened to him, um, hoax or not, 
they didn't they couldn't prove that he set it up or that he was the one that um orchestrated it. So um all of this evidence that the uh Chicago PD had, I would love to know what some of that is. Y'all are known for being trash. It took y'all 20 years to get R. Kelly. That's some bullshit. Uh, but it took you 15 minutes to try to t- take down somebody who uh actually didn't uh orchestrate his own attack. And 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 then tried to make it seem as though he orchestrated his own attack. Like for fucking what? Y'all are y'all are y'all you classically classically uh, hate uh, black men and black girls, and um and the black queer community, apparently because come on like give this man y'all owe this man an apology that is that's the truth you owe him an apology so all y'all out there who jumped on the Jesse's lines, uh, uh, bandwagon without, uh, that man being tried and without, uh, any real tangible and sufficient evidence. I don't know y'all because y'all, especially if you're black, should fucking know better. So, um, Jesse, congratulations, my friend. Um, you beat a situation that did not look like it was going to turn out in your favor. Um, and you stood in your truth the entire time. Your story never changed. So, um, good on you, man. Um, also, um, I'll never know Donald Trump. So, I mean, you want to get into it? So, uh, I was fully exonerated. There was no collusion. Uh, did I, listen, you weren't fully exonerated. They just said there was no Russian collusion. <laughs> <laughs> There could still be uh, more indictments, motherfuckers. So, well, I mean, they said no more indictments. But, I mean, you know, just because you can't uh, charge a sitting president doesn't mean that you can't charge a non-sitting president. And very soon, you may not be sitting, bruh. So, you know, get your ducks in a row. You can't have that many people close to you get indicted and uh, are under investigation without that shit rolling downhill and pulling all around you uh, and watching you flail to get out of it is going to be very fun, and I cannot wait for it. And you are a uh, stupid son of a bitch. So, um, who else don't I know? Um, Kodak Black, bruh. Listen, <laughs> I mean, I you. There are people uh, who don't want to fuck you. Most of those people, um, by and large, um, by people, I mean women. Women who don't want to fuck you are lesbians. Young and May is a lesbian, bro. Like, she is not just a lesbian. She is a very masculine-presenting lesbian, which to me, um, and she's also, uh, you know, hella misogynistic. So... <laughs> she likes the same things that you like. I don't get why you would put a lyric in a song saying that you would fuck Young and May and make it real weird. It's like the disrespect <laughs> of someone's life and uh, and the disrespect of someone's identity uh, in that moment is uh, really disturbing. And, and and don't you have a rape charge, motherfucker? Like. Uh, Kodak Black, you look like the back of somebody's elbow. You look like the front of a fat girl's knee. You look like um, 
I, I don't know, dude. Just get, cut it the fuck out. Sit the fuck down. Like, you're going to jail. Just enjoy this time with people you love before you go to the fucking clink, you dumb piece of shit. Shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. So, um, yeah, that was it. I told you it was going to be short. Um, I can't think of anybody else to curse out. Uh, so you've all been pretty good, uh, but uh, we'll see what happens next week. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break and then wrap up the show. Well, that that does it. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, the podcast email to help you help me pod at gmail.com. It's help you help me podcast on all the other socials. Help you help me podcast uh, on Vero and Instagram. And also go to um, the anchor.fm help you help me podcast page to donate to the podcast. Um, you can donate a little. You could donate a lot, but just donate. Um, I am uh, doing my best to improve the show for you guys and um, learning a lot about, you know, producing <laughs> uh, on the fly, which is why uh, this show never sounds the same <laughs> from week to week. So um, anyway, um, I, uh, you guys are awesome for listening. And in the banana Banana shout-out section, I would like to shout-out uh, Anchor. I would like to shout out anchor.fm for finally allowing me to uh, post episode 39 with uh, Anna Banana. And also, I would like to um, give a shout out to uh, Aaron uh, of um, a podcast he'll never do again, I guess, because he's only uh, ever made one episode. It's called I'll Do Better Next Time. Uh, he, um, gave up cannabis for Lent. So, you know, cool. It's almost over. So, uh, I hope he, uh, sticks with it. I think he still has another, like, until April 7th or something. But good luck to you, buddy. Also, um, I want to, uh, give a shout out to DJ Rob Black. It's D-J-R-O-B-B-B-L-A-K. Uh, give a shout out to him. Um, he played a 20th anniversary set uh, this past weekend at Bakuri, and I got my fucking life for uh, like three hours. So um, thank you for being you and doing what you do. That show was awesome. And here's to another 20 years in the game, sir. Uh, if you never heard DJ Rob Black's music, um, search DJ Rob Black, DJ R-O-B-B-B-L-A-K. Uh, he is a phenomenal um, trans music DJ. Um, so check out his work. Uh, see when he's uh, playing here in Central Florida um, and come to one of his shows. Um, let me know if you're coming so I can give you a shout out on the podcast and say hello to you at the show. Um, also, um, I want to, uh, give one last and final shout out to Latoya, uh, my friend from high school who I haven't spoken to in a very long time and whose birthday just passed and who I have owed a gift basket of Victoria's Secret smelly things, uh, for 20 years now. At this point, I don't think I'll ever actually buy it for her because, um, now we have this one thing for 20 years. <laughs> 
It's been 20 years, my friend. I will buy it for you, and, and, and I'll, I'll get it on your birthday because I want it to be special. Anyway, I ain't got to sign off because uh, I don't have a sign off. Uh, bye.